0: And I come to this pulpit with a strong confidence that, that God's going to do something miraculous in somebody's life today, Amen. today. Amen. I want to take us to the Word of the Lord. I'm reading from Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. The Bible said, And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in His sight, and will give ear to His commandments, and keep all His statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon you which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And today I want my title to be the voice of God. I want it to be Him personally speaking, saying, I am the Lord who heals you. God bless you so much. And I want to say that sicknesses and diseases and death—they're in the world today because of the sins of mankind. I'm just going to say, everybody that's sick today—you're not sick because of your personal sin. We're sicknesses here because of sin. Uh, God created mankind in perfect health. Adam and Eve didn't know what it meant to be sick. They—they they had perfect health in their bodies, but sin, their sin brought curses into the world. Uh, One of the things that was cursed, the, the serpent was cursed, so he had to crawl on his belly, eat dust. Adam is cursed because now instead of a lush garden that didn't have to be planted or perhaps even worried about, now the Bible says that he has to earn his food by the sweat of his brow. He he works, he sweats, he labors. The Bible said Eve was cursed with pain. I don't read in the scripture that they had known pain before, but now she is cursed with pain in childbearing. And together, Adam and Eve were cursed with aging and eventual death. They were cursed with the fact that somewhere over the process of time, the joints will start to ache and the back, is weak and they're stooped in their limbs and they walk slower and they can't lift as much as they used to. Age is having its work. It's working on their bodies until the day that they die. And the scripture records that, that they died. And so throughout history, the actions of humans have brought diseases into the human family. I'm just going to say without, hopefully without offending Folk, innocent people all across the world today are suffering from AIDS, but AIDS didn't come from some monkey in an Amazon forest. AIDS came from some people who sinned with their bodies in the bathhouses of San Francisco. I'm just going to say sin has brought diseases and sicknesses and and ills to the human race. Our text today declared an awesome promise of God, but it came with a condition. Let me me give you the context of it. Moses had led the children of Israel out of Egypt through the Red Sea. Uh, You you start the story of Exodus, and it's it's a glorious story in the fact that all the favor was on the Israelite side. It's a grim story in the fact that there's a lot of destruction and a lot of uh, of loss and there is even death to those that were not in the favor of God. But Moses led the children of Israel through the Red Sea and the scripture said, I'm in Exodus 15 verse 22, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea and they went out into the wilderness of Shur and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the water of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord. And the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Notice, there he made for them a statute and an ordinance. He's going to give them some rules and there he proved them. He tested them and he gave them a challenge. It's in the next verse and that was our text and said, If thou will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. Listen to the promise. I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now that's an awesome promise from God but it came with, with that condition. God's going to be our healer but He still cares about sin. Right. So God not only promised to heal us, uh, He's able to heal us. Right. Uh, he, he wants to forgive our, all of our sins. He wants to heal all of our diseases. The psalmist wrote about him in Psalm 103 and verse 1 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. There is no sickness. Or disease that God is not able to heal. There is no disease, there's no virus, there's no infirmity that God has not already pronounced Himself the victor over. He is, He is the creator of all things. God created the hundred trillion cells in my body. He created them. He created the one hundred billion nerve cells in my brain. He created the 60,000 miles of blood vessels that are in my body. And He created the heart in me that's about the size of my fist, but it beats a 100,000 times a day and it never goes on vacation, never has a day off, never rests. Thank God that it doesn't. He created that. And He created every cell, nerve, muscle, every organ, every system in my body. He didn't just create my teeth that could chew my food. He created a system that would take that food through my body and convert it into energy and carry the waste out of my... He created everything in my body. He made all of it without a diagram or blueprint to work from. He did it without any tools or any instruments. Uh, He did it without anybody's instruction or anybody's input or their opinions. He made everything from my eyes to my toenails. He made me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And if He made me, He can mend me. Now God, God is a spirit. The Bible says God's a spirit. Spirit doesn't have flesh and bones. But God made a body for himself. He overshadowed a virgin named Mary, caused her to bring forth a son, and then God wore that body. God was in that body walking through this world. John chapter one verse 10 said he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He's looking at this world that he created. He's walking on the feet of man that he designed and created. He is looking through the eye that he designed. He is watching this world that's his own creation and he, he walks through this world and demonstrates the ability of God and the willingness of God to heal. Here's what Matthew said, Matthew 12, verse 9. And when he was departed thence, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, what man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. Then saith he to the man, stretch forth thy hand. And he stretched it forth and was restored whole like as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and held a council against Him how they might destroy Him. But when Jesus knew it, He withdrew Himself from thence and great multitudes followed Him and He healed them all. He demonstrated His willingness and His ability to heal them all. Uh, Luke recorded this in chapter 6 verse 17. And He came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. They came because they said, Look, I have confidence that this person who is... They didn't understand that he is God manifest in the flesh, but they, they said, We believe that he's able to heal us. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch Him, for there went virtue out of Him and healed them all. There is not a disease. There is not a virus. There is not a broken limb. There is not a condition that our God is not able to heal. There is not a condition that he is not willing to heal. I'm going to say Jesus ministry. He touched people or he spoke to them. Whatever method he used, he healed them. He raised them. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. There was no difference in the effort that it took whether he was healing somebody sick or if he was raising somebody that was dead. There was no, uh, there was no extension of his power. There was no uh, surplus needed. It was as easy for him to heal somebody that was sick as it was for him to raise somebody that was dead. So he did those things and he acknowledged, Jesus in, in the fleshly body acknowledged that it was the Spirit of God inside him that was doing all of this miraculous work. It was the God, the creator that made the world, that was inside this body. John fourteen ten. Jesus said, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, He does the works. Right. Now Jesus instructed us that we were to continue doing the things that He had done before us. John 14, 12, he continues to say this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified, wherein the Son. And the next verse he said, If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So since Jesus is saying that the reason I'm doing these miracles, the, the way I have the power to do this is because the Father that dwells within me is doing the work. Right. So the same Spirit that was in Jesus is the Spirit that's in us. Right. Romans eight eleven. but if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Ephesians 4 verse 6 says there's one God and Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. So that I have that spirit inside. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're filled with the Father. The Father is the Holy Ghost. John 4, 24 says, God's a spirit. Revelation 15, verse 4, talks about the Lord. Say, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. He is the only Holy Spirit. So, if you receive the Holy Ghost, the Father, you receive the Father in you. That's the God that created the whole universe. So, since the same spirit's in us that was in Jesus, we're commanded to do the same work that he did. Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Who, who did it say was going to do that? It wasn't going to be the priesthood. It wasn't going to be... He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. They're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's, you know, that's that's not... That's not even an apostle saying that. That's Jesus Christ himself saying right. that. James chapter 5 verse 14 says this. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if it committed, if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Understand that there's still a link between healing and sins. That's right. Now, I'm going to say that healing is an act of faith. The person who is praying for somebody believes. We, if You know, if we're going to ask God to do something, we need to have faith in Him that He's able to do it. But also the person that's being prayed for is a believer. If you're going to ask for prayer, you need to believe that when prayer is made for you, that God is going to perform a miracle for you. Faith uses words and action. Notice in Mark 16, the believers would lay hands on the sick. In James, elders would anoint with all for the sick. But the most powerful element of faith is the word of faith. See, God created the entire universe by His Word. He just spoke. Hebrews 11.3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. He simply would say, Let there be, let there be, let there be. The Word, His Word has power. So when we speak in faith, we imitate the acts of God. We speak as He spoke. We expect the miracles that He said would happen. Right. He said this in Mark eleven twenty two. 22. Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever... I'm going to stop a minute and ask if there's anybody that is not included in the category of whosoever. Whosoever, does that eliminate old people? Does it eliminate people without wealth or without education? Does it eliminate young people, small people? Does it l- eliminate any race of people? The answer is no for all of that because whosoever means every person who has ever been born and lived in the this world whosoever means everybody, anybody, whosoever is anybody and here's what here's what Jesus said that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever. That's another big word. Now, is there anything not included in whatsoever? You can say, okay, well, whatsoever probably doesn't include healing cancer. No, whatsoever includes healing cancer. Whatsoever, whatsoever includes. It says whatsoever he saith, whosoever can have whatsoever. The requirement is that we ask it in faith, believing. So faith does not put limits on what God is able to do. I'm just going to say that there's power in in speech. There's power in what we say. Uh, The... um, You know, the word of of faith is in our mouths. The scripture tells me this in the 10th chapter of Romans. Here's a man. Let me me remind you something that happened in the Old Testament. In Joshua chapter 10, verse 12. Then spake Joshua to the... uh, Joshua is leading the Israelites and they're in a big battle. "Then Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said... There's this power speech in the sight of Israel. Sun, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Agilon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. It is beyond our understanding what all God had to do in the universe to make the sun and the moon stand still for the space of an additional day. The whole universe is synchronized God put this whole universe together like a clockmaker, And it is incredible. I don't know what all God had to do, but somehow he stopped the rotation of of planets and stars or whatever he did. But for the space of an additional day, the sun hung right in its spot in the sky and the moon didn't move from over the valley. But moving a mountain or stopping a universe is not too hard for God to do. The hard thing may be that it's too hard for us to ask. The Bible said you have not because you ask not. The Bible said ask and you shall receive. Uh, You know, knock and it will be open to you. Seek and you're going to find it. And it goes on to say that everybody that seeks, find it. Everybody that asks, receives. Everybody that knocks, it's open So sometimes it's too hard for people to have enough faith to ask. But faith is not cautious. Faith is bold. The definition of faith is that you believe something's going to happen. So faith can ask for things that have not been promised. Uh, There are a lot of people who prayed for things that the Bible doesn't say, you know, if you pray for this, it'll happen. I'm just going to say this. The Lord responds to the faith of children. He responds to their faith. Sometimes children can have more faith than adults can. I've known children, small children, to lay hands on sick people and they recover. My sister was small. Her goldfish died. It was floating upside down in the goldfish bowl. My sister didn't want to flush the little goldfish down the toilet so she prayed Jesus let my goldfish live it just flipped over right side up and started swimming around again because you see God faith is the element God's power if he can stop the universe he can resuscitate a goldfish my my cousin asked God to put a gas station out in the country. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this story to our, our church family here. Uh, her her father's a, a preacher, a pastor. That ran out of gas. Uh, ran out of gas out on the country road, and my uncle didn't know what to do. And my cousin spoke up and said, "Why don't we just pray and ask God to put a gas station out here?" And uh, since the dad was a preacher, he felt a little embarrassed and say, oh, no, I don't think God can do that. So they went ahead and prayed. By the time they stopped praying, a a man driving a tanker truck pulled up beside them and stopped and got out and said, he said, is there anything I can do for you? And they said, well, we're out of gas. He said, no problem. I've got a hose right here. I'll hook it up to my tank. And he filled them up with gas. You see, it was a prayer of a child. The daddy might not have believed that a service station was going to be there, but there was a girl in the back seat that believed God's able to put a service station out here on a country road. You see, God's not limited to what He's able to do. His ability is bigger than our capacity to ask. Sometimes we... We limit what we're willing to ask Him because we think there's certain things that He he can or cannot do. God honors faith that does not violate another principle of God. I'm just going to say God's not going... You can pray and say, Oh, God, help me cheat somebody or help me uh, take vengeance on somebody help me win the lottery. He's not going to do that. That violates a principle of God. But you can ask for things that He never promised. had an experience some years ago here had a family that came to the church, uh, just brand new converts. Uh, they they loved what they found. God filled uh, them with his spirit. And um, the uh, the daughter wanted to be baptized. I've forgotten how old she was. It seemed like she was about eight or nine years old. And um, so I baptized her. And the following week, her dad came to me and brought his daughter. And he said, Donna has something she wants to tell you. And she said... When you baptized me, all the warts left my hands. And um, I didn't even know she had warts. Her dad explained she had warts on her hands. She was embarrassed by them. Uh, But when she came up out of the water being baptized, those warts were gone. Her skin was clean and and smooth. I'm just going to say God does not promise us That He will remove warts. That's not a Bible. That's not the reason we get baptized. We get baptized to wash our sins away, not our warts. The Bible says that we're baptized for the remission of sins, for the washing away of our sins. The Apostle Paul said, The preacher told me, Why, Terry, arise and be baptized, washing away your sins. But here's a girl that her own faith is saying, If God can wash away sins... If Naaman, a leper, can go down in the water and come up and be washed and his leprosy be gone, then I can go down in the water and when I come up, my warts are going to be gone because God honors that kind of faith. Right. Amen. I'm just going to say my focus today is that God wants to heal somebody today. I told you this has been in my heart all week long. All week long, I've been feeling that God wants to do something in your home, wherever you are. I don't, I don't know who all I'm ministering to right now, but there's somebody in your home and you're struggling with something. You're struggling not only with the illness, with the disease or the, or a virus or whatever, but you're struggling with your faith. And I'm going to tell you that faith comes by hearing. And hear Him by the Word. I'm trying my best to help you believe right now. Because if you can believe that God is able to do it, and if you can believe that God is willing to do it, God's going to work a miracle for you before this day is over. You might say, well, there's nobody to anoint me with oil because, I mean, we're uh, we're quarantined. There's nobody to lay their hand on me. I'm just going to say it's not necessary for somebody to lay their hand on you. Remind you that there were times Jesus laid his hand on people and healed them. There were times that he never touched them. He just spoke a word and they were healed. I'm just going to say it's not necessary for somebody to lay their hand on you. It's not even necessary for somebody to be there with you when you're healed. Matthew chapter 8 verse 5 tells a story it said, when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented, Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. I'm a man under authority. I, I have soldiers under me, and, and they said, I give commands. I say to this man, go and he goes, another come, he comes. Uh, and and to do this, and they do it. When Jesus heard it, He marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say to you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. This this man's demonstrating great faith because he understands I don't even have to go there. I don't have to be in the room. I don't have to lay my hand on him because the word of faith is in my mouth. There's power in my speech. The power to create a universe. That same voice can speak through these lips of Jesus Christ. If he needed to create a universe, he could do another universe. But all he needs to do is say, this man's servant is going to be healed and the man is healed because there's power in that word. The Bible said, Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as thou hast believed, as thou hast believed, Jesus is going to do things according to the way you believe. So be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. I'm just going to say nobody has to be there putting their hand on you. You say, well, didn't you read that while ago? They lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Yes, I did. God operates that way. Didn't you read that... Uh, if any sick come and the elders will anoint with all the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. Yeah, I did read that and that's in the Bible and the Lord does that. And I'm just going to say, we do, we do practice that in this church. I believe that we anoint people with all. We pray over them that all is not holy, that all is not mystical. It's simply a a symbol, a reminder of the presence of God's Spirit itself. It's a symbol of the power of the Holy Ghost. We do that because that visually, some people can, can uh, picture that, that if you're touching me with that oil that's a symbol, then God's Spirit is in fact touching me and His healing is flowing in my body. So we do that. But you say, well, uh, what, you know, is that those are ways that God operates. But he can operate any way he wants to. I was in a service some time ago listening to a man. He wasn't shouting. He was just talking really. He was a, a minister that was minister to a group of about a thousand people in the auditorium that day. And while he spoke, he spoke about the power of God. He just spoke about how marvelous and how miraculous the power of God was. And while he just taught... All across the room, God was healing people without anybody praying a prayer over them, with anybody, with nobody touching their bodies. I remember I was sitting close uh, to a man that uh, was—he was close to the front, and and finally he stood and raised his hand. He asked permission to speak, and he called the preacher by name. He said, "I just feel like I'm supposed to to tell this." He said, "While." While you were speaking, I felt the Lord heal my body. He said, I've had shingles for years. So he said, I got up and I slipped out, went to the restroom. I checked my body. The shingles are completely gone. I'm totally healed. Nobody prayed for him. There, there wasn't prayer. There was just teaching. And um the minister said... He said, well, that's you're not the only one. There's some others here. And he went and teach. And finally, he stopped and he said, um, he said, those of you that the Lord's healed you during this service, why don't you come? And all across that room, people stood and came. And and I watched them come and walk across that platform. I don't know how many would say th- something like this. I, I heard them say this. I, I've worn glasses for years. It says, while... The preacher was teaching. My glasses went out of focus. I took them off and I have perfect sight. I saw one after the other that day that the Lord healed their eyes just because they're hearing the word of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I have, uh, I've, uh, I've preached today. Because I want to increase somebody's faith, I'm telling these things. That I'm, I'm just telling you that it's not too big or too small. I remember, one night getting a call, and uh, a man that was uh, new in his faith, new in the walk with the Lord, and he called me about midnight, and he said, uh, "He said we've got a serious problem. My two sons, my my youngest sons, they were preschoolers." He said they're in the emergency room right now, and uh, so I left to go and meet him to have prayer. The boys were quarantined. The nurse told the the father the next day that the two boys had spinal meningitis. The doctor did not expect them to live through the night. So we, the dad and I, we suited up, put our mask gowns on, gloves, went in and prayed for those two small boys, and uh, and walked out and left. I'm just gonna say, the next morning, the doctor sent them home. They were totally, perfectly well. They're grown-up, adult men today. Because God is not limited; He's not limited what He can do in your home, in your home right now today. He is right. not limited. That pain that that you've wrestled with, that pain that's been a torment to your body and a torment to your mind, that pain can leave while we're praying today. That pain may have left somebody while we're just talking the same way that it did in that service that day. If the faith of God has been quickened in your heart and you if you believe Him, you see, you don't have to believe me. you got to believe Him. Right. If you can believe Him, God can heal your body and possibly has already healed your body. Because you're trusting the Creator. God wants to heal somebody today. Now you're, you're going to pray. God's going to listen to your faith, but I'm going to pray with you. You know the I've said the word of faith is in your mouth. You can be like those children. You, you can claim things that somebody around you might be saying, Oh, no, no, don't, don't, don't ask for that. It'd be like the crowd sitting around blind Bartimaeus. Said, Look, sit down, be quiet, blind Bartimaeus. The Bible said he just cried out louder because I'm, this is something I'm going to have. I'm, I'm going to have this. And, and your faith need to be is so, dominant and so positive that you're saying I'm not going to be satisfied to be silent. He's going to know what I'm asking. I'm going to believe that while the word is in my mouth, his hand is going to be on my head and his healing is going to flow through my body. You see, Jesus, when a woman touched the hem of his garment, he said, I felt virtue flow out of me. Your faith pulls virtue from the Lord. I'm going to pray with you because bible said matthew 18 19 again i say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask two of you agree touching anything they shall ask it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven i'm going to ask you to join me i'm going to ask the the worship team to stand with me. They're gonna sing in a moment, but I, I want us to unite ourselves in prayer. I'm gonna pray for you, whoever you are. Whatever. I I I've come to this pulpit for this moment. I told you God has laid this on my heart all week long because of you. God wants to touch you. Where if you've been staggering, if you've been stumbling with your faith, I want you to believe that today God planned this whole service just. For you. And since the word of faith is in your mouth. I want you to pray with me. I want to coach you a little bit. I want to tell you. I I want you if it's possible. If there's a place in your body. If there's pain. If there's a cancer. If there's something on your body. Why don't you put your hand on it. As close as you can. And we're going to pray this way. I want you to pray with me. In the name of Jesus Christ and by the power that's in that name, and by the authority of the Word of God, and by the Word of faith that is in my mouth, I curse this disease. I command this tumor, this cancer, you name it, whatever. I command, I, I command this pain to leave my body. I command this disease to leave my body by the authority of Jesus' name. By the voice of the Creator God, I command this sickness to be healed. I command health into this body. By faith I receive the gift of healing that Jesus Christ gave to me. He took stripes in His body and He pronounced that He paid the debt for my healing. So I accept that gift from Him now. I claim that His healing is flowing through my body. I claim that His healing is flowing from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, to the tips of my fingers. I claim that healing, virtue, is flowed out of Him and is flowed into me. I accept my healing gift. I believe that that miracle is in process right now. I claim it. I give thanks to you, Jesus. I give thanks to you, Jesus, because my God, you are my God that heals me. You are the Lord that heals my body. I want to pray for somebody that's lived in... I want to pray for somebody that may have contacted this uh, this, uh, COVID-19 virus. I want to pray for you right now because God is the master you don't have to die I want to tell you you don't have to die I want you to pray it after me in the name of Jesus Christ I stand under the shield of the blood of Jesus Christ I purge myself of this sickness in Jesus name I'm asking and believing that that the power of the Holy Ghost is flowing through my body and that the shed blood of Jesus at the whipping post is being applied to this disease I command this uh, COVID-19 virus to get out of my body I I command command it to leave me I command my lungs to breathe good again I command sickness to leave my home when I walk into my home if I've been in contact with somebody I walk through the shield of the the blood of Jesus Christ and I am purged I am clean I am not bringing disease to my family in the name of Jesus I declare it by the word of faith I declare it in Jesus name I declare it I worship you, Jesus. Somebody ought to say, In In Jesus' name I'm healed. In Jesus' name I'm delivered. In Jesus' name I'm I'm set free. In Jesus' name I walk in victory. I speak healing for you. I speak healing for you in Jesus' name. I speak healing for you in Jesus' name. name. Jesus Jesus name in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, I praise you, and I believe. I believe that you are, you are all, all I need. I need. Somebody lift you your I hands need. and say that I believe you're all I need. I believe. I believe you're my portion. I That's your prayer. That song is your you're prayer. I believe you're more than for enough. Me. I believe you're my healer. I believe you're my portion. That's what you're praying. Jesus, you're all I me. Yeah. I believe you You're my healer. You're my healer. Singing somebody in your home, you ought to just lift your hands and start thanking God. You ought to start walking through your home, thanking God. Say, God, you're, you're, my, you're my healer, you're the shield over my home, over my family. I put my absolute trust in you. You ought to thank Him because He shed His word for you. You're my healer, I believe Oh yeah.